The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded October 6, 2018. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Jeff here from the Cups and Cakes Network. You're about to hear an interview I did with Riley at this year's Up and Downtown Festival. I was joined by Brock and Clea from this amazing Calgary band who play an enticing blend of indie music that veers back and forth from pop and art rock. We talked about their most recent release entitled Powerhouse Bloom, their next album, and how the music world has changed over the years for indie bands. Please enjoy my interview with Riley. Joining me at this year's Up and Downtown Festival is Calgary's Rally. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks hey. for having us. Let's start with intros. Who are you and what do you play? Um, I'm Brock. I play guitar and sing in Rally. And I'm Clea and I play cello and sing as well. Perfect. Let's start by talking about the Up and Downtown Festival. Is this your first time playing or attending? I think we played maybe the first one with a different project we, Clee and I are both in called Dojo Workhorse. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. five or six years ago. Oh Does perfect. that sound about right when it started? Yes, six years ago. Yeah, but uh, it seems to have grown. Uh, but this is the first time we've been here with Rally. Really amazing lineup this year. Um, speaking of that lineup, who did you guys get to see last night that you really enjoyed? We just kind of hung out at our at our show at the Starlight. So it was uh, Language Arts, Friggs, and Soons. Nice. John Common John was Common. before us, and that was really nice as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Your most recent release uh, is called Powerhouse Bloom and is roughly a year old now. I was hoping you could maybe give us a little bit of intel into that record. Um, well, it kind of started as a part of a process. Um, at the BAMP Center for the Performing Arts. Um, we did the indie band residency, and there were amazing people that came out to work with us. We worked with some of the guys from Broken Social Scene, as well as Sean Everett, uh, Graham Lassard, and Niall Spencer, who have all uh, engineered or produced amazing records. Um, and it was just a chance for us to take a bunch of material and work through it with great people in a great place and we left there and had a good bunch of bed tracks and ideas to work with and then throughout the year we had the privilege of working with our bass player Will McClellan who's also an amazing engineer and um, we just picked through everything and had the opportunity to be very specific or creative about sounds and I think that that really uh tells pretty well on the record and then we took it to get mixed at the bathhouse with Niall Spencer um, in Ontario and yeah that's Powerhouse Bloom in a nutshell how that record came about. Um, are you guys still kind of promoting that record? I mean I guess these shows are still technically pushing that record. Yeah. Um, the initial like mega touring push has slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Kind of we did we did our proper Canada thing last fall, and then uh, kind of done. We did uh, Germany, the UK, Japan, kind of all over the last year. Um, so we're getting the odd like trickle in kind of uh, 
you know, like festival offer like Sweet. this Sweet. Um, that are still like really lovely to play. But um, we kind of were working on new material and the like the the road slog of pushing this as like a, a new record is is kind of tapered. Right on. Yeah. Uh, Japan, eh? Yeah, that was really cool. That was uh, kind of 10 days back in May. Nice. I have a, actually a rapid fire question that you guys will have to, to field a little bit later, but uh, it is a um, bucket list item. And Ooh. I would say about 75% of the people I interview say Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it definitely was. <laughs> it was not disappointing in any way, shape, or form. Awesome. It exceeded my expectations constantly, like from a music performance level and also just as a human experiencing yeah, something different. Is, is great. Cool. Uh, you also mentioned UK and I wanted to talk a little bit about your, your trip to Brighton for The Great Escape. Yeah. Um, how did this all come to fruition? Uh, that, that festival has been around for I think almost 10 years now. A long time. Yeah, a long time. That's And it's, uh, it's uh, I think they just call it like a new music showcase. Um, but that includes bands from kind of all over the world and a lot a lot of european bands like it's kind of the i think they bill it as kind of like you know the the next bands to keep your eye on okay, a lot of yeah. unsigned bands or like bands that are kind of just like on the cusp of you know different different things um so we got invited to that festival i think independently of the alberta music thing and then um and then just got to participate in that showcase because okay. they, they're always there as, you know, representing Alberta music. And so once we were playing that festival, we just got, you know, it was nice of them to invite us to be on their bill as well. So we played two shows for the show or the festival, but um, that was kind of tacked on to like a, a UK tour of, another, yeah. of kind of two weeks over there as well. Awesome. What was neat about that festival or the Alberta music showcase was it uh, took place at the same venue that there was like a cross Canada showcase. So oh, all cool. of the different, it wasn't just Alberta music. It was like Ontario music and how, you know, like Halifax music and like all of Canada was represented throughout the day, Yeah, which was a really neat way to see music from across Canada. That was at a place where it was presenting internationally. Cool. Always fun meeting fellow Canadians in yeah, a setting right. like that too. Yeah, and Brighton was—it's amazing with that festival. It just really comes alive, and yeah, it's a really cool town. Awesome. So, I was curious a little bit about being a part of Alberta music. Um, aside from trips to the UK, what are some of the benefits that maybe some younger bands? might not really think about when when it comes to becoming a member honestly the number one benefit to becoming a member is getting their weekly emails i don't even know if you need to become a member to do it but if you are a band starting out reading their emails and understanding kind of the opportunities available to you and what you can do yeah. As a band, yeah. is a great place to start. Cool. Yeah, I think so much of it is just being informed, you know? Yeah. People just, I know people that have been playing in bands for 20 years and they like are hearing about opportunities for the first time and you're like, dude, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's all, there's so much available. You just have to, I mean, it takes work and, yeah. you know, like doing some research and making stuff happen, but it's like, they're, they're a great, re it's a resource for yeah. sure, you know. And then they also su support Alberta bands in, a, in major ways. Yeah. So at a lot of the events that we end up at, there's somebody from Alberta Music there who is willing to talk to you about like what you can be doing. Um, and that's really cool. Right on. 
Uh, so rumor has it that you guys have some new music in the tank, on the way. I was uh, wondering if you guys are, can you even talk about this? Is this something we can chat it's about? It's like pretty, well, yeah, I mean, vaguely kind of. It's, we do have like a... <laughs> there, there are no secrets. What are the secrets? Yeah, yeah, no, we have a, we have a finished record that we've been working on. Um, we were working on it before Powerhouse even came out. Oh, um, really? Okay. We kind of just uh, went through a pretty s- serious uh, wave of of cracking things off there, um, and it kind of was just an extension of. I mean, putting a record out takes some time, so yeah. in that like in that planning time and downtime, we just were we weren't ready to tour because the record wasn't out, so we were just kept making new stuff um but it's it's a full record and it's uh i think we're, it's, it's just getting ready to be mastered actually right now we're already got some art proofs and nice stuff, so it's, it's 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 well on its way to being a thing but so uh any sort of timeline mm. not really mm-hmm. no <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, time, <laughs> no timeline but um it's been really kind of neat in the last month revisiting tracks and kind of choosing which versions of things that we want to take mm-hmm. um, and the like Brock was talking about um, the process for making that record and uh, the three of us actually went and stayed in somebody's beautiful uh, place in Brad Creek for a week and had like all of these little snapshot kind of riffs and ideas or like random lyrics and as a group we spent every day just like stretching things out or trying different pieces in different places or putting in a bridge here and it was a really really cool recording process um, and very collaborative in the sense that songs weren't already finished from the beginning to the end a lot of it was the combination of the three of us working together and writing and Mm -hmm. kind of like uh, recording, listening back, editing, sitting with the tracks for a certain amount of time. And then when we actually went to go re-record everything in the studio, we were able to do a lot of like selective editing and choosing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a really, really cool recording process. And I think that that's reflected in the new tracks. Nice. Um, who did you record it with and where? We did, we did a, uh, the start of it kind of all the idea stuff on our own where yeah. uh, like will again wills like he's a very competent engineer and we all enjoy dabbling in that process as well it's like i find it uh that's the most enjoyable kind of part of creating and using that studio as a tool and you know like especially when you're doing it on your own with your own gear and setup you're not under the gun of like big money in a studio so it, yeah, it kind of yeah. started in the in the home vibe um but then uh, with the relationship we kind of struck up with Niles out of the bathhouse we we went and did the whole record there at this time so right on a bunch of tracking and then it was also mixed there by him cool mm-hmm. well that's exciting we're gonna really look forward to that um, aside from the album release does uh, Raleigh have any other notable things coming up in the future I guess we're kind of hitting that breakout West festival uh, coming up this week um, yeah actually are you there it's on right Friday? Away. I think we're doing two shows, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Um, so this comes out, I guess, on the Friday cool. of your first show, yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be doing that and then uh, really just kind of figuring out what, what the, the record, new record's going to look like before totally. we kind of commit to any... Um, it's, I don't know, It's I feel like the, the, the world of an independent band right now it's, has kind of shifted where like we our approach used to be like being on the road 
every single time we had a second to breathe just because that was how you you know got people to see you or hear your music and uh, you know sell records but it's kind of at this point it's like you know you can you can do all that from your laptop in a a way so touring uh, I think we're cutting down on the unnecessary touring and like really trying to like uh, you know, do it when it's do it when it's worth it to cut down on the burnout and like really be pushing pushing at the right time. So and that's why coming up and playing a festival like this weekend in Edmonton is such a treat because yeah. music lovers are going to a festival and there are good bands playing and you get to play for people but also be a part of a larger community that moves across Canada mm-hmm. that is like these bands coming from Toronto or. I was just going to ask you if, because uh, you had talked about the new way indie bands are kind of forced to do things. How does that? Uh, I, you kind of already answered it, but put a stronger emphasis on festivals and just like their their importance. It really does, I think, yeah. and it's really neat to see how lots of people are starting to create their own festivals and they're popping up all summer all over the place. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like community-run events that our festivals are amazing for musicians. It's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, slogging your way across Canada, coast to coast, is a hard way to tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a place for that, and I think that it's a learning experience. Um, I think these but. sorts of festivals that do just engage the community and like bring larger numbers, a wider audience group out is just, just like a really nice thing to be involved into. You're just, yeah. you know, it's it's more than just your your one, you know, pulling into town and playing your show and then leaving. It's totally it's hanging out with bands that you played shows with a couple of years ago and yeah. like connecting and just being part of like the community because it's it's all about the people kind of really you know, with this stuff. So. Yeah. Right on. Okay, well, um, unless you guys had anything else you wanted to talk about, uh, we're going to move into the rapid fire. Cool. Okay, so my first question, what album sparked your love of music? What's that one that you two, down- you two downloaded onto our phones? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, one that, that's the first <laughs> album I ever listened to. Um, oh, man. I think when I like first started really loving knew I loved music that was like not just something that you like you know was forcibly like in your ears was like listening to just like discovering classic rock you know yeah. and like I'm sure so many people but like I was I loved Pink Floyd yeah um, The Who yeah like all the all the all the the regular answers um like when I was really really little before I knew album titles I would probably my teenage sister would have listened to Bob Marley and Simon and Garfunkel um, I really liked Marvin Gaye uh, bass parts and Van Morrison um, but I also grew up in a house where there was a lot of classical music um, okay and my love of composition probably would have fallen on Bach cool what is your current musical obsession I've been really uh, really into this uh, uh, Daubry he's like a hip-hop kind of producer but like experimental hip-hop stuff Um, okay very cool Uh, he just put out another record but it's like um, it's just like kind of weird glitchy like not by the book hip-hop grooves yeah really cool from a production standpoint and like really good songs and lots of guest MCs. Cool. That's kind of something I've been really into lately. And that new Dirty Projectors record is 
Pops. That's really so amazing. Yeah. So amazing. But um, there's a band from Brooklyn called Locket that I'm kind of into. And also Maggie Rogers is pretty phenomenal. Maggie um, Rogers. Yeah. Okay. It just it's like straight ahead pop. Yeah. But she's really creative. Yeah. Very cool. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. pizza. Cake or pie? Pie. Pie. How do you take your coffee? Usually black, maybe a bit of almond milk. Yeah, almond milk. Almond milk cappuccino. Two shots. All right. Alcohol or marijuana? Weed. Marijuana. <laughs> Counting down the days, are we? <laughs> Best movie you've seen recently? Mandy. Holy shit, Mandy. Go check that out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Panos Cosmantos. I can't know if I say his last name, but he uh, he directed Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah. You saw that kind of Yeah, that was a crazy, crazy movie. Mandy is like that times 10. It's, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I'll let you take that one. Oh, actually, you know what? The uh, Hendrix documentary good. was really good. Cool. On Netflix. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Bob. Oh, yeah, so did I. That's so funny. Uh, not to be mentioned. Not happened to us. It didn't happen to us. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, a good feeling show is just a good feeling show, you know? Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, Okay. I, I haven't had anything too ridiculous happen to me. I have a good one. We played um, uh, Folk on the Rocks many years ago with our other band, Dojo Workhorse. Yeah. And the singer, Dan, it was it was like a mid-morning set, and he reached over to uh, take a sip of his coffee, but instead took the wrong cup and took a swig of, uh, like, what's it called? Like, cigarette butt water? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. It was his face and then he like made it through the next song and then proceeded to like run off stage and just like puke and puke and puke and then um later that day we were kind of like walking down that path and uh we were doing a little interview with somebody and we saw our drummer like passed out on the ground like right next to the puke it was a pretty good <laughs> festival yeah I've heard good things about Folk on the Rocks that's a really cool one yeah very cool uh, okay maybe maybe uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage stands out a little more <laughs> we've kept it pretty cool with uh, I mean I got beer bottled right in the head once that Ooh. sucked like um, that was just rude but that is yeah Man, people do that Lethbridge, man. Oh, tough crowd. <laughs> Might have been a compliment. Maybe. No, this is Lethbridge. <laughs> How many pets do you have and what are their names? Zero now. Petless. Oh, two plants. Two beautiful plants. Will has two really awesome dogs that are like pretty serious studio companions when we're tracking there. Nice. Champ and Rudy. Cool. Yeah, Champ. What's the strangest job you've ever had? <laughs> I worked in a dish pit at an old folks home once. That was pretty, was lots of puree. <laughs> if you could open for any artist on the planet, who would it be? Open, Dirty projectors. Yeah. That'd be a pretty cool show. Or like, uh, I've also, I mean, I'm coming back late, but like, 
I, I love that. You, you, I, I know Mortal Orchestra Band. We, well, get we to have opened for them. I guess, yeah. Yeah. What? And we've opened for amazing bands. We've opened for of Montreal. We've opened for UMO. Like, opening for Soons twice. Yeah. We're really lucky. So you've opened for Soons before? Mm-hmm. Five years ago. Wow. Slut Island. Nice. Beatles or the Stones? I'm a Beatles guy. I appreciate the swagger of the Stones, but yeah. it's just, I don't know. Yeah, there's something something special there. Cool. The Eagles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number one selling record. Eagles greatest hits. It surpassed Thriller. Really? Did you guys all hear that? I, are you sure, serious? I'm sure I told yeah. You that. No way. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Sad day. That oh, is a sad day. <laughs> uh, what's the best Canadian city to play? Okay, here's a good one. There is an amazing little venue in Quebec City. Mm-hmm. They run a label called Le Pontoon. Okay. And they have taken over this building and have an amazing stage, good sound, cool light setup. Um, they're super hospitable. It's That's a, one of it's my like favorite places jam. in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And we've played with amazing bands. They're like we played with Royal, Royal Canoe. I know that um, Preoccupations is playing there coming up. It's a, it's a, like a very cool spot. Le Pontoon. Cool. All right. Next time I'm over there, I have yeah. to check that out. It's also just a beautiful city. Yeah, it Wandering is. Wandering around Quebec City. Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst Canadian city to play? Yeah, I don't have a hate on really for anywhere. But, uh, we've had, yeah, <laughs> Ottawa's been rough for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Poor, poor <laughs> Ottawa. Uh, what was your first car? Same one I still got. It's a minivan. I think Chrysler LeBaron Baby Blue with a little racing engine put into it. Sweet! Uh, it had some stripes on it. It's pretty sweet. Uh, give me one of your bucket list items. New opportunities playing music is pretty pretty exciting, you know? Yeah. Like and, and like having toured more and more places in the world and kind of just like getting outside of the same thing, it's just like, it's it's so rewarding to see what the work you put into this can the doors that can open so just playing music all over and you know having your just experiencing the world is is is, is pretty cool and so lucky to do mm-hmm. so, you know via creating something that you're passionate about so. yeah we have been really lucky to do these things and because our because rally doesn't necessarily fall into the like top 40 radio mm-hmm. world it's uh it has really been a gift to do something so creative uh, in so many places. All right, I got one more question for you. If you could hang out with one of your musical idols, hmm. would you? Yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, who's to say, you know, you maybe be very disappointed. But yeah. I think there's still something val- valuable to, to pick up from from, the, from anyone. So. I think it's good to, to cross paths with as many people as possible. Nice. Good answer. All right. Well, that draws us to the end of the interview. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you. you. And I usually end with uh, one of the songs from whoever is in this makeshift studio. I love it. Did you guys uh, have one you wanted me to play? Dead Tracks, maybe? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Perfect. Get in my 
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The feature track was played with permission from Rally. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is one of many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's Cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Listening.